Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Lord, thank you for blessing the word as we get into it today in Jesus' name. So uh, I'm calling this the forceful advancing of the kingdom. The forceful advancing of the kingdom. And in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12, this says, uh, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent violence, and the violent take it by force. So I don't know if you ever heard a, an entire message on that. I didn't really ever hear a message on that, but I heard statements about it. And so this particular uh, is versus the King James Version. If you only read one version, it can come across in a way that is a little harder to understand. So reading this, it says, until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So when I was a lot younger in the Lord living in Oklahoma, I heard comments about this verse and it was like kind of like this, the violent take it by force, that's Christians, and they get violent and they take the kingdom by force. But I always thought, well, Jesus himself wasn't violent in his way of ministering. And, and it's, like, it's not really, you know, I don't see the, the encouragement for us to be violent. And then, so if you look at some other verses, it does say something different. And as we look at some other verses, we, we make a big deal out of God's part and man's part in knowing responsibilities. So as we look at some other verses, I think we're going to see... Uh, God's part and man's part concerning this verse. So look at this in the God's Word translation. It says, From the time of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful people have been seizing it. And then the ISV translation says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, until the present, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people have been attacking it. Now it's starting to spin differently here, isn't it? So there is somebody advancing, but there's somebody that's attacking the one that's advancing it. You see, see how that starts? Uh, and then the New Living Translation, it says, and from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. So I wanted to give at least three translations so you see that if you really study this out, it's not saying what we, I originally thought it was saying. So basically, this scripture has three main ingredients. It has the number one ingredient is a defined time period. It's from the time of John the Baptist until when Jesus said what he said. That's the time period right there. The second ingredient is it has good characters, good people. The third ingredient is violent and forceful characters. Those are the three ingredients. So the good guys in this are John and Jesus. They're the good ones. They're the ones that are forcefully advancing the kingdom. The bad guys are the ones attacking. They're attacking those 
that are advancing the kingdom. So that's real simple what this, as I studied this further, what this scripture was saying. So let's ask this question. Who was forcefully advancing the kingdom? Jesus is the one that said this, but he said from the time of John, so this gives us the answer, from the time of John the Baptist, that's when the kingdom of God began to be forcefully advanced. That's what Jesus was talking about. So he gave John as a specific example, but then we know later on that Jesus was going to be attacked also, just like John was. And then we know also that the church is attacked for preaching the gospel also. But this is, this is what he's talking about. So let's look at John, first of all, like how, how John and Jesus advanced the kingdom. So look at Matthew chapter 11, one more time in verse 12, it says, from the time of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful people have been seizing it. So the context here is John the Baptist is already in jail when Jesus said this. He was already in prison when Jesus said this. And Jesus warned people about this very thing. So look at this now in Matthew 3, 1, it says in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. How was he advancing the kingdom? And saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John himself was clothed in camel hair, camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and the regions round about the Jordan went out to him, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. So how many have here, how many of you guys have watched The Chosen? There's two seasons so far. And so we just went through the first season the second time, and we're starting the, the second season again. I really like that. It's, you know, did, you know, if you watch it, wasn't it awesome when Nicodemus knelt down in front of Jesus and start crying? I mean, I start crying. I was just like shaking and crying. It was just so powerful. And, and even when Jesus just looking, when he looked at Matthew, the tax collector, and then Matthew looked back at him. I just like weep like a baby with that stuff. I don't know how many times I'm going to watch it, but I'm, I just, it just really gets me. But, you know, and then they, they like to, they put some comedy and they made Jesus like cheeky, which I enjoy it, the cheeky Jesus there. But then Peter, of course, you know, we all have to be patient with Peter, but he start calling John the Baptist creepy John, which it, it's, it was a nice comedy element. All right, so with that said, though, let's see, let's review what Jesus said about John, you know, because Jesus didn't call him creepy. So he said, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. Jesus said about John that John was forcefully advancing the kingdom. So even though he dressed a little bit weird and ate some weird, he had a weird diet, has anyone ever ate locusts here? I don't plan on starting that. The honey sounds good. But Jesus had a pretty high opinion of John the Baptist. He was the one that 
started to forcefully advance the kingdom. Something started because of John. Now look at Luke 1 and verse 17. It says, he will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. So let's like summarize this. God supplied the spirit and power for John. That came from heaven. Yet John had to speak the words. We talk about God's part and man's part. So the message, the spirit of God and the power came from God, but John had to prepare himself and speak the message. And when Jesus described his assignment, he said, John is forcefully advancing the kingdom. So John, his mission was to prepare the people for the first coming. His mission would turn the hearts of people, uh, the, ch- the fathers back to their children, and it would cause rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. So here's a thought. God gave John his words, his spirit, and his power. But John gave God his heart and his mouth. See, I think we can all start relating to this. We got a lot of words that we can preach. There's a lot of power. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of words. We can, all of us Christians, we got the Bible. We got a lot. But God needs our heart and our mouth. It's, it's safe to say that if John, if Jesus, if John told Jesus, hey, you know, I'm really like honored that you chose me, Jesus. That, that was a real honor. But, you know, I got I'm busy. You know, I got some things to do. Um, you know, just pass over me, find someone else. You know, hey, lots of people around. But, but see, if John, John accepted that. But the gospel doesn't go anywhere without engaged hearts without somebody's mouth, and we'll see even with Jesus, his hands. Jesus used his heart, his mouth, and his hands. So in a sense, without anyone speaking and without anyone using their hands, even though we can say, I'm a Christian, nothing's going anywhere. Nothing's going anywhere. All right. Now let's go over and look at Jesus. Um, But even before we look at Jesus, um, I want to remind you that there was like 400 years of silence on the earth between like when the old covenant finished up, there was that 400 year silent period. And then John the Baptist showed up. God wasn't, God didn't speak to anyone on the earth for 400 years. There was a silent period. And then John the Baptist arose. Okay. And John then began to advance the kingdom as Jesus said. Now, the result, of course, is he got seized and put in prison. Uh, But here's a thought, you know, when they seized him and put him in prison, somebody once said, the message becomes the man, and the man becomes the message, and you can put woman in there too. But when they seized him, he could no longer advance the kingdom. 
you know, we have to just make sure that we don't seize ourselves with a bunch of agendas that have nothing to do with advancing the kingdom. You know, how can we work in our lives a way to advance the kingdom? Because I know everyone is busy to varying degrees, but how can we work it in where we're using our heart, our mouth, and our hands? And it's something to think about because it's great that, you know, I, I can get a lot of goosebumps. I mean, I can sit and watch The Chosen and cry and get goosebumps. Does anyone else get, ever get goosebumps, you know, and if, and you go, oh, it's like, and you're crying, but I, it, it blesses me, but I have to use my heart, my mouth, and my hands to advance the kingdom. Let's look at Jesus now. So Jesus in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So then, and now in Jesus' case, John was the only one that had the mission that didn't include miracles and healings. His mission was different. Once he was finished, he was finished. And then Jesus arose, and now it was a time of healing and miracles uh, different than, than John, and it's not changed. So notice here that um, Jesus had to be anointed by God. Now, because I like to keep myself informed on various things, sometimes I listen to YouTube, and, and there was this big... And I, I have to say that I didn't research it enough. I, I have a tendency to, have, to defend this one guy that I won't even mention names. But he made a comment that Jesus was a man. And then everyone came after him saying, I dare you say Jesus was a man. He was God. And, you know, they really went after him. But, but let me ask you this question. You know, why did Jesus need to be anointed by God if he was only God? So, you know, without getting, um, without doing it too quickly and just saying enough to cause some confusion, which I will do right now, um, we know the Bible says that Jesus laid down his glory in heaven and he came down to earth and humbled himself and became flesh. He became a man. So he was both God and man, but what he had in heaven, he laid it aside and humbled himself and came down to earth is flesh and blood. Okay, and so because of that, it was necessary that God had to anoint him with the Holy Spirit and power. And so Jesus, and this is the encouraging thing, as an older minister said many years ago, it encourages us, if Jesus was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he did what he did, that means all of us who are men and women, if we're anointed by the Holy Spirit, we can do what Jesus did. So it's very encouraging. Okay, so he was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. This is Jesus advancing the kingdom, and God was with him. Okay, so with Jesus, where he was different than John, he of course, gave his heart, he engaged his heart, but he used his mouth and he used his hands. If 
Think about the Bible. There would be nothing written to us in the Bible if Jesus was on earth and he didn't speak or use his hands. The miracles, a lot of the healings and miracles we saw is because he used his hands. When Christians don't use their hands, there's going to be less things happening. There is a, one, there's six basic doctrines in the book of Hebrews, and one of those doctrines is the laying on of hands. Now, those six basic doctrines, there's, and it, you can do very, um, what's the word, detailed and line upon line teaching concerning the ministry and the doctrine of the laying on of hands. There's quite a bit there. If that wasn't important, it wouldn't be one of the six basic doctrines of the church. So what what am I, I'm really doing my best in my heart to let, like really uh, communicate to you guys that laying on of hands is a big thing. It's, It's part of the way that we advance the kingdom. So a lot of people, they they think that they're not good enough to lay hands on someone. But it says, it says if you're a believer, you'll lay hands on the sick, and the people you lay hands on will recover. And, and so we know that when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, we become believers, and we're qualified to lay hands on people. You can lay hands on your children at home, and God will honor his word. And you can lay hands on any, anywhere else you are. If somebody needs hands to be laid on them, you can lay your hands on them. When we speak the gospel to somebody, we are advancing the kingdom. So we would have a very small Bible if Jesus didn't say anything or he didn't lay hands on someone. The reason our Bible's nice and thick, especially the Gospels, is because Jesus spoke and he used his hands. The book of Acts would be really small too. If the early church didn't speak and use their hands, we'd have a really small book of Acts. And so it's really important that we all should know this, that every believer can forcefully move, advance the kingdom of God but we got to load it into our hearts. We got to let it out of our mouth and we need to make our hands available when somebody needs hands laid on them. We're a supernatural church. Okay. So, um, like if you look at Matthew chapter 11, when John the Baptist wanted to know, Hey, uh, is Jesus the real thing when John heard? Well, we'll start at verse 2. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples, and he said to them, Are you the one who has come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Because people that are offended by him, they don't usually get anything. But people that receive him with open arms, they're, they're blessed. But, but here's the thing. Every Christian can do 
the works of Jesus. Okay. Now I just put something together real simple to encourage everyone to do this. So here's um, something like the first thing, how we can forcefully advance the kingdom of God. Number one, it's important that you know that Jesus said we could do this. So John chapter 12 or 14 and verse 12, it says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these shall he do because I am going to my father. Now, you may have never met anyone like this, but I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma for about nine years or 10. And when you're around this Bible school environment with thousands of people, you hear various things. So I, I, I met these, you know, I, I think they were a little frustrated. They were frustrated Christians, I think, if it's okay to say that, because they kept saying, I'm just looking for a church that does the greater works. I'm just looking for a church that does the greater works. Now, the, the person that I sat under in Tulsa, Oklahoma, made it really clear, what are the greater works? Well, there's two things that Jesus couldn't do when he walked on the earth because the Holy Spirit was not yet given. He couldn't get anyone born again, and he couldn't get anyone filled with the Spirit. So it's a higher degree of work because you can heal someone physically and you can lay hands on somebody, but if they don't receive Jesus as Lord, they're still not going to heaven. But when you lead someone to the Lord and they receive Jesus, they're going to heaven. And then also you can get them filled with the Holy Spirit. So the greater works is when you get someone saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I tried to help those people, but they were always just so frustrated, never happy, never happy with the church. Anyway, um, but, but here's what Jesus said. He said, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And that's what we're talking about. What did Jesus do? He did a lot of healings. So when he says you can do the same works, Jesus is saying you can get people healed. You can do that. So th that's the first thing. Secondly, Jesus gave us a great commission. The great commission is a commission to forcefully advance the kingdom. And it's interesting because Jesus said to fight the good fight. And I tell you, anybody that decides to get into the fight, it's a good fight, but it's a fight. Okay. And so in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, uh, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues and they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it, um, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So this is a promise to every believer. So Jesus said we could do the same works. Then he gave us a great commission. He got uh, descriptive in the commission and said, this is what you can do. So, so th this is something that um, we can all do this, but we all have to remember, as long as we're quiet, nothing is moving. Nothing is moving. Okay. Um, number three, we can't do it without him. So John chapter 5 and verse 19, Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. Even Jesus said, I can't do anything by myself. He does only what he sees the father doing, 
whatever the father does, the son does also. And so all of us, we're kind of like crippled alone, but if we stay connected to him, we can do all of these things. Now I know, uh, and I, I don't want to miss anyone. I know some of you are doing this all the time. I, I see Alex sitting over there. He's affectionately called Frenchy by many. I call him Alex because I, I just like to use his first name, but Alex is always out getting people saved. He does it. He works it into his job. You know, so when he's at work, you know, he, he goes various places on uh, driving. And when he gets somewhere, he's always ready to be used by God. You know, so I know he's doing it. I, I, I see uh, Bobby sitting over here. She's out all the time doing the work of an evangelist. I know Kane is doing the same thing. Uh, I, I don't want to miss anyone. So if I miss you, I, I apologize. But I'm just like knowing that we have various people in our church that you are forcefully advancing the kingdom of God. You know what? We can all do it. So here's one last thing. And this, this just came to me real simple. Um, and so I felt like when the Lord gave this to me to just pray after and let it work on you. But here's what number four. He says, give him your heart, your mouth, and your hands. That's all it was. This is just the call for everyone. So I know it's a little different today, maybe like a serious message, a wake-up call, but I'm, I just have to, I feel like I have to follow what the Lord wants. So um, give him your heart, your mouth, and your hands. So what you're the most full of will come out of your mouth. Whatever you're the most full of, that's what comes out of the mouth. Uh, and also, understanding in the heart even makes a difference when it comes to laying on of hands. So I'm going to just say it one more time. Give him your heart, your mouth, and your hands, and I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for everyone here today, Father. Thank you for reminding us that we can forcefully advance the kingdom. And I pray, Father, that Rama Family Church, that we're not going to play church, but we are the church. We are going to be the church. And so, Father, I know what it's like. We can all be selfish. Our flesh and the works of the flesh desires to be selfish. But I know that you're in us by your spirit. And I know, Father, from the inside out that you can... You can speak to us. You can lift us up. You can strengthen us. You can motivate us from the inside out, Father. So I, I, I repent for my selfishness throughout the years, having so much knowledge and not using the knowledge the way that I could have used it through the years. I, I, I call that sin, and I repent of the laziness that I've had throughout the years, Lord. And, Father, I just ask that you strengthen me and help me to forcefully advance the kingdom, that I, I don't belong to myself, I belong to you. I pray that for all of us, that we don't belong to ourselves, we belong to you. There's people that need to hear the gospel, there's people that need to be saved. Father, use us, Lord, use us. We give you our heart, we give you our mouth, we give you our hands. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much.
If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.